Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We mentioned you in the last segment. I mean, you would be the guy to answer a question that we were going back and forth with throughout this 8 o'clock hour, and that is this. Where on the entire NASCAR, NASCAR circuit that you can think of would somebody get the best chicken wings? So, uh, I'm sorry. Say it again. Get the best what? <laughs> chicken wings. Chicken wings. Oh, boy. Now, that's a good one. That's a good question. And you know, one jumps out to me out of with, with with Daytona being the home of Hooters, but it doesn't have to be that. Yeah, it ain't got to be Hooters wing. Well, I'm just saying. Now, now, let me tell you. So that's good you bring that up. There is a place in Daytona that is right off of 95. So when you take the Speedway Boulevard exit, which is Highway 92, right there, and it's not right at the corner of 95 and Highway 92, but it's pretty close. If you take that exit, head to the racetrack. On the south side of 92 is a place called the Wing House, which is pretty good. Now, you know, where does it rank? And I would probably have to really dig deep into my mind to some of the places I've been. But that is one that, since you mentioned Daytona Beach, that is one that jumps out as a place that I've been that is unique. They've got great depth on their menu, and that's a pretty good spot. Wow. Now, he says that. The week Told you that, he'd know. I know. He, we, he, you know what? We're coming to the right place, he right? He didn't mention nothing. Texas wasn't even in his mouth. Yeah, but we got Nashville. They have the, they have the, they have the hot chicken. In, they have the hot chicken in Nashville. I, don't, I, don't know I will tell you, though, and, I, and I've said this forever, I like to eat. So, you know, when someone says, what do you think? And I say it's good, and they're like, good. I'm like, well, don't don't take tremendous pride in that because I'm I'm <laughs> kind of a pig, and I like everything. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the go. wrong guy to ask. <laughs> <laughs> we thought you would ask you that anyway. Look, after last week being off, um, you know, we get ready to start the second half of the season, and we're in Nashville, Music City, for a nighttime race. Um, thoughts about, you know, the, this particular stop that is returned to NASCAR uh, in Nashville, and, and what do you expect from this race tonight? I would say that uh, tonight you would anticipate some different players than what we had a, a year ago. I feel like we've gone through some changes in competition, and you know we're we're into uh, the the next level of this next gen car, and so some new people have figured it out. And I would say this race tonight will look a little bit different, not only because. It is a night race, and we raced into the night last year because we had a ton of delays. It wasn't scheduled to be that way, but we had lightning and rain, and, and so eventually this race did finish under the lights, and Chase Elliott won. But I, I feel like that, um, you know, Martin Truex Jr. was good last year but didn't get the payoff, but they're going to be really good again. And then I, I look at Bubba Wallace. I think Bubba Wallace is performing at a, a really high level right now and, and is consistent a player week to week is what we've seen. And so I, I feel like he's someone that we weren't talking about a season ago that will be very much a part of the equation tonight. And Tyler Reddick, his teammate. You know, Tyler last year was driving for RCR and now driving for 23-11 and MJ's in the house. And so I feel like mm. both those cars are going to be really good. 
and they really weren't people we were talking about a season ago at, at Nashville. So I think we're going to introduce some new faces to the conversation uh, tonight in this race. Yeah, we were talking about that last week with the announcement that Michael said he's going to give up um, majority ownership in Charlotte, that he'd be more focused on what's going on with Bubba and the boys out here in NASCAR. How much more of a presence can he have and what more of an effect can he have or do to make these guys a little bit more successful? You you said it, presence. I, I believe that's it. Now, you know, he's not going to make any magical chassis adjustments. They're going to make the cars go faster. He's he's not going to say, I think we should do two tires instead of four tires and, and make a difference on a strategy call that's going to get someone the positioning they need to win a race. But just him being around seems to ele- elevate the energy and the expectation and the desire out and perform and we've seen the impact that Jordan's had on everything that he's been a part of and you know it's funny I I saw a show the other day it was a Fox show and they were talking about the legacy of Michael Jordan and because of how things went with him as an owner of the Hornets does that take away from his legacy as a player and his legacy overall And they said, because you know if Michael Jordan had turned the Hornets into this powerhouse, this dynasty that was a player on an annual basis, we would say, look, everything Michael Jordan touches turns to gold. And that didn't happen with the Hornets. And and so the debate was, should his lack of success with the Hornets have a negative impact on his legacy? You know, I I get the debate. I guess my thing is I'm not going to go out on a limb and say, hey, everything he touches turns to gold. That's not necessarily happened. But if you don't believe in the presence and the aura of Michael Jordan, uh, the reaction that he gets and people wanting to perform for him, I think you're blind to what we see in the sports world. So I think him being around does make a difference. And and even though he can't do something to that car to make it go faster, I believe he elevates the, the performance of everybody around him. It, it's amazing. Adam just said, we've been hearing from 25 years, even more, yeah. coming from people who always say the same thing. People have no idea what it's like when they're standing around when Michael Jordan shows up. People just lose their mind, and they start <laughs> screaming stuff at him, and he, you know what it must be like to be him. But having said all of that, though, and let's bring this back to the sport we're talking about, I would imagine you would be honest in saying that if you had Michael Jordan there and Pitbull and all the other people that are now owners or part of NASCAR, when Richard Petty walks on the, in the room, he's still number one in NASCAR. Is that correct? You know what's funny about that? I watched this show that, that he was on the other day, and he was talking uh, Northern Tools doing a, a deal, and he's a part of it, and they're they're giving back and trying to – promote vocational learning and using your hands and you don't have to go to college to get a good education and and we need more people doing the the work that that most people are unwilling to do and and you know he was basically focusing on reaching kids that that, and telling them you don't have to go to school go learn to do something with your hands you can have a great career make a great profession out of it whatever and i'm watching this man who's 86 years old and he's delivering this amazing message and it just said to me, Richard Petty is the same guy now that he was 25 years ago, that he was 40 years ago, that he was 50 years ago. He is still that same dynamic, iconic personality yeah. that, is, as you just said, I mean, they flock to him. He, he is the king. And, and it doesn't matter if, if you're close to his age. 
and you grew up watching it happen and you were a part of it and you walked side by side with him when he was at his best. If you're my age who got in on the, the latter end of it that has had an opportunity to be around him, or you're a kid who just knows him from the Cars movie and seeing him on TV occasionally, I mean, he is the king, and he gets that same response. And I, I will tell you, and I've not had the same personal experiences with Michael Jordan, but I will tell you the king has never changed. And he is the same, he is the same good guy now that he has always been. And it is so refreshing, not just in NASCAR, but in sports and entertainment in general. Absolutely, folks. We are spending time this morning on the WaitForIt.com hotline with Adam Alexander from FS1. And he is social. You can find him on Twitter at Adam1Alexander, Adam number one Alexander. Talk about a guy, um, my goodness, and Kyle Larson. Um, and, you know, you watch him, you know he's always a threat. I saw this week he's going racing in another tour. This guy's racing somewhere every night, right? He's going this cars tour. I see they're going to race at a place I'm familiar with, Caraway Speedway in Ashboro, uh, on, on short tracks. Um, talk about the fact that he's got another tour. He's another night. He's going to be racing. We're accustomed to seeing him race dirt somewhere, whether it's one of his dirt late models or a sprint car, wing, non-wing, a midget, whatever. We we know he'll go jump in anything, and that cars late model tour is something that a number of NASCAR drivers have gotten involved in from an ownership perspective. And so they're trying to bring in some bigger names and, and Kyle Larson is, you know, kind of the next guy in line. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Kyle Larson's a, a show up, do it anywhere, anytime kind of guy. And, you know, they haven't had as much success here the last couple of weeks. They've had some hiccups, a lot of highs and lows in this season. When you look, I mean, he has these flashes where he is absolutely unequivocally the best. And then he has weeks where they have an issue, a mistake, and they don't get the finish they deserve. I believe, though, right now, if he can just get his arms around it a little bit, we, we are witnessing one of the, the greatest drivers ever. And I, I think it's not just NASCAR. It's, it's what you said, Sam, and that is that he's racing other places. And he shows his talent midweek when he's racing a car maybe that he's never been in before and he goes out and dominates. Or maybe it's a car that doesn't have the same amount of funding as others, but he goes out and wins despite the fact that maybe the equipment is a little bit of an underdog. And we, we tie everything to NASCAR. But the reality is he's doing it everywhere. And some would probably say it's, it's too much, you get distracted, and that's why you have the mistakes occasionally. But what I will say about Larson, he does such a good job of putting it all on his shoulders. And he will take responsibility when things don't go right every time. And he's the, the kind of guy that crew members will step up and perform for because they know that, that he's in it for them. And he, he's someone that's going to be really, really interesting to watch throughout the summer. Months. They've had a good regular season with 10 races to go. Can they take it to that next level? and get to where they need to be for the playoffs to get on a run and, and for him to win his second, second championship. Because if you look at the numbers at this point in the season in 2021 when he won it all, compared to what he's done this year, there are a lot of similarities. And they are someone that I truly believe can get it going and really make it happen as we head toward the postseason in September and beyond. 
This is Adam Alexander, FS1, joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. I want to move forward a little bit here. Of course, in a couple of weeks, we have the Quaker State 400 here at Atlanta Motor Speedway. That's going to be the 7th through the 9th. But I want to talk about or get your thoughts on next week, what you expect to see or what you hope to see or just the anticipation of Chicago having their first race. We we tried our best to weasel our way up there, but we, we, we weren't successful. Although we're going to be here broadcasting from our 4th of July location down here at uh, Peace, at um, uh, Colony Square. But what are you looking forward to at seeing this first race in Chicago on the streets? up and down Michigan Avenue and all around down there for next week? Number one thing is, is this is an event, and that's what it will be. It, it's way beyond an NASCAR race. This is an event, and it's the first time anything has ever happened like this in NASCAR, a street course race, especially in a big city like this. And so I, I think fans need to keep that in mind. This is way more than the race itself. It's the magnitude of the event, the market you're in, and the city that will truly be impacted and changed because NASCAR does this. What will the race be like? I don't know. I would say the, the attrition rate, my guess is the attrition rate will be very high because there's just not a lot of room. If something goes wrong, there's not a big runoff area. You know, go to Sonoma a, a couple of weeks ago, and if you miss a, a corner at Sonoma on the road course, you're in the dirt. You, you drive back on, you, you race on. That's not going to happen at Chicago. You run off the race here, you're hitting one of these barriers, and you're going to tear your race car up. And it's going to be pretty narrow, so I, I think the, the passing will be limited. Track position is going to be huge, which brings into the element of you know, how important pit road is and, and strategy and, and all of that. But I think as you look to this event, I think you need to, to think of it as not just another race on the schedule but a, a big event for NASCAR and the city of Chicago. And this is the first time we're trying this, but it could be the foundation for some big, big things in the future in other cities. I, I know there are a lot of other cities that have reached out to NASCAR to inquire about the potential of this happening in their area because they don't have a track. And the only way to bring NASCAR to town is to do it this way. So this is uh, uh, something that everyone's going to be watching with tremendous anticipation to see how it goes and if it goes well and NASCAR is able to, to pull it off and the teams are able to, to execute the plan, uh, we could be looking at more street racing in big cities around the country and, and who knows, maybe around the world outside the United States as well. Wrapping up with Adam Alexander, they got, because you'll be in studio later today uh, on FS1. Nashville, I want to ask you just your thoughts on Nashville, period, and what they've been striving to do as a city. They got NASCAR back there. We've had the NASCAR awards at the end of the season. They got the NHL awards tomorrow night. They've had the NFL draft there. They had IndyCar races street and they had to have rescue boats in the river because they were going back and forth across the Cumberland River on the bridge with IndyCar. Just thoughts about that city and how ambitious it is towards sports right now. And NASCAR is right in the middle of it. Well, and the other thing I would throw out there, Sam, is is they're you know one of the front runners to get an expansion team in Major League Baseball, and uh, so it just continues to grow in Nashville. And they're hosting SEC Media Day for football for the first time here next month. And we know what they've done with the you know the bowl game that they have, the Music City Bowl, and uh, the SEC Basketball Championship. And so just across the board, Nashville's done a tremendous job of getting involved with sports at all levels. 
And I think motorsports, and, and in particular NASCAR, is a great fit for that city. IndyCar has been big uh, with the road course race, the street race that they're doing there. And I, I think that's a tremendous vision that someone had to put that together, and it's been received quite well. Uh, and it's got a couple years under its belt, and it continues to grow. And, and NASCAR's got a bright future there. Today's race is sold out. And the interesting thing going forward is going to be, will NASCAR be back at the fairgrounds on the short track? And, and if that happens, uh, I, you know, that's, that's another North Wilkesboro type event. And if that can happen, I, I think that'll be another great one for, for NASCAR and everyone involved in the motorsports community. But there is no doubt about it. Nashville is an awesome sports town. We know about the country music backdrop, but they have turned themselves into a a cornerstone of the sports world, and it's great to have NASCAR being a part of that. Man, and NASCAR is just, they are positioning themselves for some specialties coming up. You talk about the road course. You talk about the street race. You talk about them going off to the Coliseum and doing that thing, the the, the, the yep. race, what's it called? The Clash. Clash. The Clash, you got that going on. Now you got a chance for them to marry up with the NFL because Jacksonville's got that situation. The Jaguar Stadium's being re, re uh, Redone. So now Daytona's like, hey, you can come on down here. And there's actually a conversation about having an NFL game inside Daytona 500 track. Yeah. NASCAR's got himself in a real nice position right now as, as a sport. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Anyway. And this Adam, is, what you guys got coming up this morning before we let you go? What you got coming up when we tune in this morning? Uh, uh, David Regnan is going to be on. Larry McReynolds is going to be on. We'll preview uh, Nashville. we got a piece with jo Josh Berry, who's a Nashville guy, Hendersonville, Tennessee, who just announced this week. He's going to replace Kevin Harvick, and we'll visit uh, with Kyle Busch and William Byron. And when I say replacing Kevin Harvick, at the end of the year after Kevin Harvick retires, Harvick is going to be around for the balance of the season, but Josh Berry will drive that four-car start next year for Stuart Haas. Big opportunity for him. So we've got all that today, 2 o'clock on FS1. As always, Adam, we can't thank you enough, man. Have a good rest of your weekend, and thank you as always for getting up and joining us. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. There you Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 